Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And in today's episode, we have yet another interview as we are joined by current West Virginia cornerback Jalen Shelton. Jalen, how are you doing, my guy? And and thanks again for coming on. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I appreciate you for reaching out and um, let's get it rolling. Hey, absolutely. I appreciate you coming on. And it's kind of funny because you're technically the first non-TCU guy that I've had on. So you kind of have a, another accolade to your, to your name. So, But uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, to start off today's episode, uh, Jalen, why don't you talk a, a little bit about how you got into football, you know, where you played your high school ball at, and just kind of, you know, your childhood and some details that, you know, the normal person may not know about you. All right. Um... So actually I got into football around like six or seven. Um, I was really outside just, you know, throwing a football with my older brother and uh, I started like throwing spirals and stuff. So um, my older brother told my mom and they got me into a little Pop Warner football or whatever. So then I just started playing from there. Um, I always was a quarterback until I got to Juco. Oh, really? Yeah, I played quarterback my whole life until I got to JUCO and they switched me to DB. Um, and when I first got there, I didn't even know how to backpedal. It was like, it was bad. <laughs> Dang. So uh, so what type of play style were you as a quarterback? Were you a pocket passer, scrambler, or were you kind of a dual threat? I was more of a dual threat. I was like a Lamar Jackson type quarterback. Ooh, okay, okay. If nobody was open, I would just tuck it and run. I got you. I got you. So, uh, so Jalen, where are you from? So I, I'm pretty sure you're a Texas kid, right? Yeah, I'm a Texas kid. Um, I was born and raised um in Longview, Texas, and then I moved to Henderson, Texas, and um I went to school at West Russ High School. Um, it's over there in New London, Texas. Oh, okay, I got you. So, uh, you know, being raised for the most part in Texas, did you ever grow up a fan of like UT, A and M, any of those schools? I actually, grew up a fan um of USC because oh really Reggie Bush oh. yeah Reggie Bush was um a person I really watched a lot okay i got you so you kind of you kind of stood out you know you didn't follow the same trends as pretty much everyone else in the state of texas i got you i got you so uh, let's talk a little bit about your um high school career so freshman year were you always on varsity or did you play a freshman like freshman team um freshman i played freshman and then sophomore year i sophomore year and up uh, i was on varsity okay okay so and throughout your whole high school high school career you played quarterback correct yes sir i did Okay, so did you ever rack up any type of, like, accolades, all-district, all-state, anything like that throughout your whole career? Um, My senior year, I got Offensive Player of the Year um, oh, for quarterback. Okay. And, um, you know, I had, I think, a total of, like, 28 touchdowns. Um, you know, I rushed a lot in high school. And that was the really only accolade I got. Um, junior season, I played wide out. Um, I had about four touchdown uh, catches. Um, I had two in the playoff games. And, you know, I was just getting started from there. So you really were like the Taysom Hill of Texas high school football, pretty much. You played, they had you everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I got you. So, uh, my bad, I forgot to ask, but uh, what high school did you go to? Um, I went to uh, West Rusk High School. Okay, West Rusk. Uh, how I've personally, I haven't ever heard of it, but is it like a kind of smaller school, like a three A type? Yes, sir. It is. Okay, that's because I'm actually from. I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Bonham, Texas. No, I haven't heard of it. Oh, okay, it's like I'm t- I'm telling you, it's literally like ten minutes from Oklahoma, so it's like way up north. But no, it's it's cool that you come from like a you know a smaller school. But uh, mm-hmm. 
throughout your whole high school career, did you ever really gain a lot of attention? Because I know you did get a couple offers, but do you, if you remember, do you remember when you actually got your first ever offer? I got my first ever offer. It was from um, University of Louisiana Monroe. Um, okay. You know, it was a it was a D one FBS offer. That was my first offer. So um, I got it the summer of going into my senior year in high school. Okay. Did you ever did you ever gain any other offers? I think Tulsa was on one of them, right? Yep, I gained Tulsa and U of H. I got you. So you did have some pretty decent D one offers. You know, obviously it's FBS. You know, I mean they're group of five, but that's still some of the highest levels of college football. So how did you feel personally knowing that you actually did, you know, you were able to rack up some D1 offers in your high school career? Um, I feel like, you know, um, I feel like my talent was there and I was ready to take it to the next level. I got you. I got you. So, and so you did actually end up committing to Tulsa, right? Yes, sir, I did. Okay, so kind of just let us know your thought process and why you actually wanted to go to Tulsa versus going to ULM and then Houston. Um, Tulsa, um, you know, they had a, a good position for me. Um, they was actually going to switch me to defensive back as well. Okay. So, um, Tulsa, you know, it was really just my biggest offer, and I just took it. Okay, I got you. So it was just it was more one of those things where it's like, look, this is the pretty much the best offer I have. And at the time, obviously, Houston, I think after I think Greg Ward and all of them had already left, right? So they were kind of in that like down down stage, I yeah. guess you could say. So so, but I mean that makes sense though. But ultimately, you did end up uh, decommitting from Tulsa. So kind of just let us know a little bit about kind of you know your your decision making and what you kind of kind of your thought process and why you wanted to decommit from Tulsa. So I decommitted to Tulsa. Um, I actually wanted to go bigger. Um, so I tried to, you know, rack up an offer from Baylor. I went to this Baylor camp. Um, after the camp, they said they were supposed to offer me that next Monday. Um, they never did. So Man, uh, that's Juco cold. Coach, yeah, Juco coach from um, Tyler Junior College, he hit me up. He was like, hey, it's late in the game. Why ain't you, you know, went nowhere yet? And I told him my situation or whatever. And he said, you come here, you ball, and you'll be one and done. So I came to JUCO. Um, you know, I still wanted to play quarterback, so that's part of the reason I went to JUCO as well. Okay. Uh, they ended up switching me to defensive back too. So <laughs> that's actually kind of funny because you are playing at a pretty because or you did you actually did play at a pretty solid uh JUCO at, uh Tyler. So kind of you know what was it like playing for a JUCO like that? That's been known for being able to produce you know a decent amount of talent, whether it's to you know the Power Five rankings or I think they produce some NFL guys. Yeah, they have. Um, so playing for that, uh, it was close to home. So you know, I didn't have to like travel across the world or wherever to go to JUCO. Yeah. And uh, playing for Tyler, you know, they they had some pretty good seasons. They had a good season in twenty nineteen and and twenty seventeen. So I feel like coming in, I was gonna be able to get out, like my coach um said, and exactly what I did. I got you. So uh, I know it's kind of completely off topic now, but. What was it like transitioning from a quarterback to DB? Because those are two completely different positions. I mean, you know, one, you're throwing the football, you know, racking up the yards. The other, you're trying to swap passes and actually, you know, not give up yards. So what was it like kind of transitioning, especially when you are, you know, your first ever season playing that position was in college football? Um, I'm not going to lie. It was a hard transition. Um, Like I said, I didn't even know how to backpedal. It was hard, you know being physical, being able to, you know, tackle, break down, doing all that. So my first season there, I was actually a backup. I was a second string. Um, they had me a safety. And then 
that whole summer, uh, that whole summer, um, it was COVID seasons, right? I got you, yeah. But we played that spring. So, I, you know, I had a couple of tackles, you know, a PBU and all that. Nothing really crazy when I was a second string. And that whole summer, I really just worked on technique, um, you know, and just the fundamentals of defense. And then once you get those down, your athleticism just takes over. And that second season, um, I was able to get, you know, a lot of a lot of stats uh, going on for me. Yeah, and I was just about to say, I mean, despite, you know, because you did technically redshirt, right, during that COVID season. Yeah, that's that's what you – I mean, I guess you can say that. Because I'm just looking at, like, uh, West Virginia's thing or whatever, and it says redshirted, so I – shoot, I just figured. But, no, so that's, so going into uh, what would be technically your sophomore year or redshirt freshman year, like you said, you actually started to see a lot more playing time, and you actually – you know, racked up a decent amount of stats, 33 tackles, two interceptions, a couple passes that were defended. So what was it like starting to kind of gain some momentum at the next level? Um, It felt good. It felt like I was coming into my own and, um, you know, I just started playing ball, you know, not really thinking too much. And, yeah, that's how I was able to get through it. I got you. I got you. And, you know, obviously because you were playing at a decent level, you know, you were starting to actually get some – uh. D1 attention. So kind of just what, what were some schools that reached out to you at first during your uh, redshirt freshman year? Um, The first school I got offered by was SFA. Okay. Then came UCA. And, um, you know, before uh, SFA offered, I was actually going to sign with Arizona State during this upcoming um signing period. But um, I went to two high schools, so my other transcript uh, wasn't in there. So I guess they wasn't able to sign me or whatever. The transcript took wow. two days. Signing day was on that day. He called me, hey, uh, let's get these papers done or whatever. So they ended up picking somebody from Colorado, a transfer dude. Man, that's that's cold. That's cold. So, you, so I mean, technically right now you should have been a Sun Devil. But obviously, you know, because all things, all things happen, you are a Mountaineer. So it's actually kind of crazy that. Originally, you were supposed to go to Arizona State, but due to some weird eligibility reasons, you weren't able to. Uh, I fell in love with Arizona State. Um, you know, after they wanted me to sign a waiver, I fell in love with it. And, um, you know, after that, I just kept grinding. I was like, hey, I got to get something at least, you know, at least um, a good offer like Arizona State. So I just kept, you know, just grinding, praying. And uh, here it is. I got you. And that kind of leads into the next thing I wanted to ask is, so was Arizona State technically your first Power 5 offer or was uh, West Virginia and TCU kind of your first? Arizona State would um, technically be my first Power 5 offer, but, um, you know, I was just going to sign. Uh, they they didn't really throw an offer. It was just, you know, a sign, you know. And oh, okay, on. I got you. Yeah. It was a full scholarship and all of that. But, um, yeah, my first – Power five offer would actually be Indiana University. Okay, so the Hoosiers were looking at you. Mm -hmm. So were you ever really intrigued to go up to Indiana, or was it kind of just cool to be able to have that offer on your, like, I guess you could say checklist almost? Yeah, it was kind of cool to have it up there. I wasn't really um, planning on going there because they play in the uh, Big Ten, and, you know, as a DB, you want to get as much passing um, attention as you can, and the Big Ten don't really pass like that. They run it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, besides, you know, a couple schools, you know, obviously. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, the fact, too, you know, you are a Texas kid and playing up in a, a northern, well, 
I don't even know if you can say northern for the most part now, but, you know, pretty much a northern conference. The weather definitely would be a huge factor, I would guess, too, because when you're playing, you know, 30-degree games in October, that's definitely kind of going to be a whole different type of ball game. So, but, um, no, and uh, the next thing I want to ask is, so, so, uh, so the next Power 5 offer I'm guessing that you got was uh, TCU, right? Uh, it was actually West Virginia. Oh, okay. So West Virginia jumped on jumped on to your uh, recruiting process pretty early. So what? How did you feel after West Virginia offered you, and you know you were able to talk with some of the coaching staff and everything like that? Um, I wasn't honestly. I wasn't really big like into going here until I went on my official visit, and then I seen the place. I seen who they don't produced out, and the facilities just off the charts. So that's what really got me here. I got you. So, um, so did you? Do you kind of fall in love with the whole small town kind of feel with Morgantown? Because it's not necessarily, you know, a huge town by any means, but it's definitely got kind of that home feeling. So, did that kind of factor into your decision making to ultimately commit to West Virginia? Um, not really. Uh, what um uh, factor in was you know um depth chart and playing time. Okay. And, and so I mean, they had a better, they had a better situation over here than uh TCU did. So yeah, I chose here. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I respect that because, once again, it's better for you to actually get your opportunities, get those reps, get those playing time, and then, you know, be able to eventually get up to the, you know, next level. And, obviously, TCU right now stacked unbelievably at secondary. I won't talk too much about them, but, you know, you wouldn't have been able to really get too much of an opportunity. So, I mean, that's a smart decision by you also, even though that necessarily, I'm guessing, was not your first choice, but, you know. You're, you're in a position right now where you're able to ball out in West Virginia, one of the more notable college football programs of all time. I mean, you're in good hands. So um, so when did you actually end up committing to West Virginia? I committed to West Virginia two days after I went on my official at TCU. Okay, so you knew from right from the get-go, you're like, okay, I'm going to end up being a Mountaineer. That's the place I want to be. It's the place where I'm going to end up you know, being able to develop and get to that next level. It was actually a little coin. It was a coin flip. The day of, it was a coin flip. It could have went either way, honestly. Oh, okay. So, okay. I was about to say, you mean like literally like you got a coin and <laughs> you flipped it up? Like, oh, you did? Like, oh, shoot. oh, shoot. I thought you were kidding at first when you made <laughs> the coin flip. Literally, it was a coin flip. I got you. I got you. So, uh, so now, you know, you're a Mountaineer, you're going into your first season at West Virginia, you know, what are the, what are some expectations that you have going into this 2022 season? Because, you know, West Virginia, they did lose some people to the transfer portal guys like Lynn J Lynn J Dixon. I think there's a couple of defensive linemen, but you also did get a pretty big transfer portal acquisition in JT Daniels. So what are some expectations, not just for the team itself, but that you have for, you know, you as a whole, because this is your first year playing Power 5 football? Um, I feel like we would definitely win eight-plus games this season. Um, We're pretty stacked everywhere. We have um the number 14th um, best D lineman in college football. Um, We also have JT Daniels. You know, we have a good uh, wide-out core. And defensive back-wise, you know, we have Charles Woods. Um, And, you know, a lot of transfer, uh, transfer grad transfers coming in. So I feel like we are definitely in win eight plus games and um for me personally I feel like I should be able to get at least two interceptions this season okay I mean that's that's a really realistic expectation you know you are playing in a pass heavy conference like you said so 
you definitely will have a lot of uh, opportunities. The next thing I want to ask is, you know, for, you know, I'm, um, you know, I mostly cover like TCU side, but I want to ask you, you know, since you are in the same conference and everything like that, what are your personal opinions about Texas and OU leaving? You know, they say 2025, but, you know, whenever they do end up leaving, what are kind of your opinions about, you know, those two programs still being in the Big 12? Um, I feel like they're overhyped. Um, we beat Texas last year. We barely lost to OU. Um, I feel like they were not surviving the SEC. But um, that's my personal opinion. Um, you know, they always gonna have five star recruits, but they just never be able to finish. Um, that's my opinion on them. They're not yeah. really big. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I respect that. I mean, I'm glad you're able. You're not. You know, you're not. Because I know sometimes a lot of people are. Are you know. I don't want to say afraid, but they're kind of reluctant to speak out on those guys because of just the sheer power that they hold. But I mean, once again, I don't want to trap you with certain questions and everything like that, you know, try and get a headline. But no, I'm I kind of want to know from a player's point of view, because a lot of people in the Big 12 kind of feel backstabbed, you know what I mean, by these guys leaving. So but um, and, you know, enough with Texas and OU, let's talk about some of the new teams that we're actually going to have joining uh, next season which you've got Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, and BYU. Are you kind of excited for these new matchups that you're going to be able to play in next next season? I'm very excited. Um, all them programs have a lot of people that come out of them. Um, U of H is known for sending people first and second round. UCF the same um, way. Cincinnati is the same way. And BYU always um, does a good job every time they play in every season. So I feel like all these games will be good matchups. I got you. I got you. I mean, I'm super excited to see, you know, not only what my team does, but I'm kind of excited to see what, you know, y'all, you know, West Virginia does because y'all aren't really getting talked about a lot either. Y'all kind of similar to TCU in that aspect where you're projected to be bottom five in the Big 12, not really, you know, be above 500 or you're going to be exactly 500 and probably make a low tier bowl game. But, you know, y'all, once again, it's kind of a make it or break it season, I guess you could say for um, y'all's head coach Neil Brown. But talking from a player's um, point of view, what you know, what are some things that you personally like about um, uh, head coach Neil Brown? Um, he's gonna play the guys who can play. So um, it don't matter if you got clout, hype, your Instagram famous or whatever. He's gonna play the guys who can get the job done, and um, he's always harping about the little things. Um, you know, we're we always so close to being, you know, great. And, um, you know, if you look at some of the games, you know, we either lose by a touchdown or three points or maybe even a two score game. And it's just little things that we need to get done to clean up. And um, we would definitely be good this season. I got you. I got you. Um, And the next thing I want to ask a little bit is how do you feel as a team and then also as yourself? how uh, fall camp has gone so far because I know I, I know it just pretty much started for a lot of teams but how has y'all's fall camp gone so far um fall camp um it's really just been us getting all together and being a brotherhood um you know we all starting to get chemistry around each other hang out with each other and all that so I feel like chemistry plays a huge role in football and you know if you know your um let's say you know your cornerback really well y'all gonna have some chemistry on the field as well as outside the uh, football field. Got you. So it's good that, you know, y'all are finally being able to build those relationships on and off the field, get that chemistry together. And that's what builds winning teams is being able to have that chemistry. So um, also, uh, so what is y'all's first game of the season? I think it's it's Pitt, right? Y'all play Pitt. Yes, yeah, sir. We play uh, Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. 
Okay, so y'all playing them. Well, it's not Heinz Field anymore, but whatever that insurance yeah. company. Yeah, that insurance yeah. company. Whatever it is. <laughs> but are you kind of excited as you, that you know your first game as a Mountaineer, your first ever Power Five game? You're playing in one of the most notorious rivalry games in all of college football, despite it not being played the last decade. So are you kind of pumped up for that? You know, you and the team. I'm very pumped up. We are all pumped up for this game. Um, it's gonna be a hell of a game. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any personal expectations that you have going into that game, whether it's just playing time, stats, whatever it might be? Or it's just a win as a team. I got you. I, I respect that. Um, and then the final kind of just some loose end stuff I want to ask a little bit is, so whether it's college football, NFL, current or past, what player do you feel like you kind of most resemble when it comes to your play style? Probably uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Okay, that's hey, that's a good pick. Most people really wouldn't say Marshawn. They'd say like Jalen or something, like, you know, Ramsey and all that. So it's actually uh, – why do you feel like you kind of resemble Marshawn? Um, you know, swag-wise, you know, you got to have some swag on the field. I got you, so yeah. I feel like my swag and, uh, you know, my savviness to me, I kind of – you know, I, I kind of feel like I play uh, like him a lot. Okay, I got you. And so – uh, with this upcoming season, are you preparing to play? You know, nickel outside. What position are you playing? Are you expected to be playing the most during this upcoming year? Um, I'll pl- probably be playing rover and cat safety. Okay, so you'll be kind of a hybrid, pretty much. Oh yeah, I got you. So hey, I mean that's, that's something to be really excited about. I mean, it's a new chapter for you in your life, new chapter on the field, and everything like that. So. No, I mean, it's going to be really exciting to see what you do on the field and what you do off the field because you have a ton of potential. And, I mean, I expect big things out of you this year for the Mountaineers. So, uh, once again, guys, please make sure you show my guy Jalen some love for coming on today's interview. I've absolutely loved being able to record with him. If you are interested in his socials or his player card or anything like that, I will leave all of his socials and links down below in the description of today's episode. Jalen, I appreciate you for coming on, my guy. I've absolutely enjoyed this. And, you know, I hope y'all have a fantastic fall camp. I hope y'all ball out this season, except when y'all play us. But, you know, I hope you take care and, you know, have a great season. Thank you. Um, I enjoyed being on.